Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Welcome back. I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this time your away team will go into the second half of our discussion of TNG Season 5. We talked about kind of the episodes we included in our watch list and started talking about a few of those. Uh, the next one up is Episode 5, Disaster. Mm. I just really like this episode. I like that episode too. It's it good. Good. Yeah. good fun. O'Brien and Keiko have, have a baby. Keiko has a baby. O'Brien has something else. Keiko and Worf have a baby. <laughs> True. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was good. I actually like that whole scene. I like I like when Worf was like, Keiko, now it's not a good time for this. <laughs> She's like, it's not up to me. He's just like, it's not. <laughs> I took a simulation. Maybe the computer lied to me. Yeah, he was like, you may begin now. <laughs> She's like, it's not up to me. In another in another universe, I really want to watch like a medical Starfleet drama with like Worf as a nurse or something. <laughs> yeah. He would be hilarious. And by the like the, by the end of the series, he's actually become a full OBGYN, and he's <laughs> just like, I just love delivering babies. It's so hard. It's a that's the most warriorish thing anyone could do. Listen, but we we were both the woman and the baby <laughs> as a fighter. Oh, coming out so covered great. in blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's working on the net? He would be a great doctor. Yes. I think it's really funny, though, because you and I were talking the other day about how, like, untrustworthy we find male gynecologists. Right, yeah, except for but Worf. Worf is the only male gynecologist I'd be I okay let with him. I'd yes. be okay with him. Yes. 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 No, well, because he would... be okay. He would always relate it back into the whole, like, you're a warrior. This is, yeah. like, the, you can do this. <laughs> I feel like somebody would come in with, like, endometriosis, and, they would, and he would be, he'd be like, that sounds like a battle within. Those are the worst kinds of battles. Kalas <laughs> 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 often spoke of the battle within. <laughs> yeah. Remember if it's this episode or if it's the episode later on that's not on our watch list, so sorry if I'm getting these confused. But, like, Worf does this again with an old man who's, like, broken his leg or something. Or Yes! He, he, is it this one or is it later? But anyway, he's so he, the leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's setting the leg. And he's yeah. like, you bore that well. And yeah. so, yeah, so, like, right there, like, he has a crazy good bedside manner. Like, he's yeah. a little weird and awkward, and but, like, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's calm, calm, he's in charge. Charge and he's like matter of fact, which is what I appreciate in a medical professional. Like, right. I'm like, you don't have to sugarcoat this for me. Like, yes. really, tell me it's gonna hurt, but then say good job. Yeah, I would. I would rather you now. compliment good. me on my ability to handle pain well than to try to belittle me and say it's just a pinch. I'm right, like, right. You literally cut me open. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not a pinch. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So he's even people he doesn't know on the ship. He's like really good nursing skills there. I feel like, though, don't treat me like a baby. Okay, so I used to work in a hospital setting, right? So I know what it's like to have, like, male staff in a predominantly female-led field. And the amount of flirting that happens, it doesn't doesn't matter how good-looking the male is. It doesn't matter. The flirting that's going to happen, and I just love the idea of, like, all of these little old ladies on, like, on 
sat on Worf's floor being <laughs> like, like, oh, Worf, dear. Oh, my God. This, this like, like, Worf's Yes, like a Grey's Anatomy kind of situation where he's got this. Yes. New show just dropped. Oh, my God. Why didn't we have this show? Also, Dr. Crusher completely ignoring her duties to direct stage plays is, like, my favorite shade of Dr. Crusher. He's like, yeah, the job will wait. Let's go ahead and put on Death of a Salesman with Jordy as Willie Loman. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly what we need to be doing right now. Quantum filament, quantum shillament. Ignores everything. He is just like, I don't want to do this. I don't think she's like, you'll be great. It's fine. We're gonna put him down. <laughs> like, and I just gotta cast four other people. And we're gonna have this. Every single little like individual snippet, like, because they were all dealing with their own problems. Yes, yes. Was awesome. Was so very good. And I was like, oh yeah. The, you almost forget that those were the same episode because mm-hmm. they were so. There's insular. so many things happening, yeah. but also like. I, I, there's a moment that I loved just because how silly it is. Um, there's a crisis on the bridge, and right. all we have is is Roe, Troy, and O'Brien trying to figure it out. Yeah. There's a crisis going on, and those three still take a moment to go into the conference room <laughs> to have a discussion and then go back out to the bridge. Yes! I noticed that. I like, that is so ingrained in them. Oh, it's a, there's a problem. To the conference room! <laughs> we're supposed to have a meeting before we do anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, it really, in the first designs of the Enterprise-D bridge, it was not going to have a captain's chair. It was actually going to have a conference table at the center of the bridge. In, in the horseshoe uh, construction there. Yeah. Uh, and then D-Space Nine's operations center doesn't have a captain's chair, That's but has true. a like... table around which they stand and have their meetings there. Okay. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yep. Unification part one and two. Spock! Two-hour commercial for Star Trek Six. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Spock's back. That's nice. Yeah. Um, the my favorite part though, and it's Sela's best contribution to the whole thing, where she's like, "Oh, I, I don't get to do a lot of writing in this job. I enjoy it quite a bit. So maybe you'd be happier doing somewhere else." I'm like, "Bruh, my boy, <laughs> come here." She's just like. I want I want to give a Ron, the Romulan chick a hug. I want to give you a hug. I think we all need to have hugs right now. <laughs> Just the way she looks up, she's like, "You are bold, motherfucker." Yeah, it's like you ain't wrong. I could hit that. Yeah. <laughs> Except your mother did. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, alternate universe version of your mother with some you know old, uh, <sighs> quantum versions of realities, but still, ick. Yeah. I actually really kind of liked her whole plan. I mean, I wasn't sure what the end point was, but. At the same time, like, I don't think she was involved necessarily in the endpoint. I think her job was just like, you just got to get these, you just got to get the Romulans to Vulcan. She's like, all right, I know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the very sort of feeble plot on the, I, yeah. Really, like, once they get there, I had, like, it completely, I, I had no idea what they were going to do once they got to Vulcan. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, Sila, I'm not going to put that on you. I think your <laughs> entire job, I think the Senate came to you and we're just like, you need to get some of our boys on Vulcan. She's like, all right, I got it. Because that plot was very good. The transportation and logistics of the transportation, mm. A plus. She could have gotten there, but that the rest of it wasn't wasn't up to her. <laughs> the, the B plot of Riker and the rest of the crew hunting after uh, missing these ships missing ship parts yeah. was kind of fun. I mean, like he walks into that Star Wars cantina, big <laughs> narc energy with his, with his uniform and everything. Oh, I'm a cop. Like, are you a cop? No. <laughs> 
did my badge give me away? You're like, yeah, actually. My red unitard is perfectly civilian in every way. <laughs> I did like the flirting between yes. the, the, the piano player. will flirt yeah. with anything, she's and just I like, love it. She's straight up the whole, like, you give me, you drop a couple of tips in my tip jar, and I might rustle up some information for you. He's like, I don't carry any money. And she's like, the audacity of this boy. <laughs> then we get Worf going to her yeah. later on. And I think I may have said it on a, clin- in a break, but Worf is just a big old nerd. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, Klingon opera, he's like, Killers. She's <laughs> like, I might as well make this Klingon happy. Yeah. I don't know. He, he <laughs> is a Klingon theater nerd. That is I, I like to think that she being, I mean, honestly, she has to be a theater kid herself. <laughs> she has the vibe of a theater kid. Mm. And so she's like, it's like she looks at Worf and she's not like, oh no, I better give this scary Klingon what he wants and be like, oh, you're also a nerd. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm going to try this for you. Sure. He said nothing about Spock in this grand Spock two-parter. I yeah. feel like it, there wasn't as much for him to do, strangely. I was like, you have yeah. Leonard Nimoy and you're not really using him to your full potential. But right. I do kind of appreciate the moments between him and Picard mm-hmm. yeah. at the end. Like, the only note I wrote wrote under part two was Picard is Spock's daddy now. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I really liked <clears throat> I really liked Spock and Picard's mind build. I thought that part was really cute. Yeah. 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 yeah, and weirdly enough, I think Sarek, for all the two seconds we saw him, had slightly more agency or something. Mm-hmm. Spock yeah. was just sort of like, I'm doing this and I'm stubborn. Also, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, coming soon to a theater near you. Because it was coming out right around the time of Star Trek oh, Six, gosh. and that's why he's making all the references to it. And mm, the, the episode gotcha. sort of re- it looked down upon in the grand scheme of TNG episodes as not much more than a commercial for Star mm. Trek Six. Gotcha. At w- which Nimoy was a producer of, and that's how they talked him into it. Like, hey, mm. come do a TNG two parter and <laughs> plug the movie. And he's like, yep, that's where my pocketbook is. <laughs> Bring me my ears. <laughs> I my eyebrows. He has his own at this point. I right, love how Picard's like, I'm gonna take my ears off. No. <laughs> just straight, just like, just straight up walked into the Klingon ship and be like, I'm taking my ears off. Like, be like, oh man, he's like, it's like taking your earrings off after a long day. You're like, fuck this. Haha, bra's gone, earrings gone, I'm gonna chill. <laughs> Moving on from that, we've got New Ground, where we learn that Worf may not be a good dad so much, but is like trying. Yeah. I do have a soft spot for single dads, but yeah. Well, then again, also, like, Worf has had, has not given himself an opportunity. To be a dad that's until true. now. Mm. Yeah, he just straight up was just like, "I have a son." Well, that's my parents' problem now. <laughs> that's about all on that one. Yeah. Anybody else have anything there? Okay. No. I I was just sort of like the kid is acting out because I I don't think I knew it was abandonment issues, especially. But I was like, "Oh, that's classic child behavior." Like, yeah, like he's gone through trauma, and because mm-hmm. you're not doing anything for him, we have conundrum. Yeah, another I lost More my Lane, mind. Where wrote the the. And the antagonism between Rolaren and Riker is given its true definition. I, I wrote down here as like, yeah, these two were going to sleep together whether they lost their memory or not. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. After Ares pointed out to me that Riker making Ro take off her like religious thing made this episode super icky because of the religious like thing like it just, there was a it lot felt, of uh it felt like pocahontas and john smith I almost said snow john smith <laughs> and like the disney that thing where it was crossover. like oh they're together 
But, like, he straight up brought her chicken pox and, like, smallpox and, like, all of the poxes. <laughs> and, like, the, just the, the power dynamic. It, it just... <laughs> yeah. It, when I was watching it, I was just like, this is, like, seven different current issues with Syria or, like, Palestine and, and you know, stuff like that. And I was like, okay, so just, like, pick one of our current events that's happening right now. I didn't mind it as much because, like, they, leg- this, they legit did not have any memory of who they were. And I actually think that Riker was the one who was freaking out about it the most. Because when he did regain his memory, he was like, uh, his memory, he was like, oh. Yeah. His instinct is I, to flirt with anybody. Right, yeah. So and here's like, you any know, context. He, pretty yeah. person was flirting back with him and he's just like, I don't know who you are or what, you know, what's happening or whatever. But like, as soon as he regains his memory, he's like, oh, I was a dick to her in like a real, real bad way. Like a, like a real kind of racist way. Yeah. Uh, and, but then she was just sort of like, I write hot stuff. <laughs> like. I was very confused by the ending. I didn't, I think it went way over my head. I don't know what the joke was in the end between Ro and Deanna and Ryan. Were they were they asking for a threesome? Is that what it was? No, oh, I think no. It's just when like the same kind of material like in that episode last season where Vosh and Doctor Crusher were super yeah. cool friends and mm. Picard was like, Goop. yeah, yeah, yeah the, the same vibe. It's, but she was dudes like, are afraid when ex girlfriends start comparing notes. Yes. Well, yeah. I think it was just confusing because she was like, if you still have questions in the morning, come to my office. And so I was like, is he in trouble or is she seducing oh. him? No, I she's think she's making, making fun of his intellect. Making, <laughs> she's making fun of the fact that it was like, oh, we had a, we had a, we were able to share notes on what your game is, your pickup game, mm. and so she's making fun of him to be like, you want to know why you didn't satisfy her in bed? I know exactly why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they were straight up making fun of his sex life. <laughs> Having both been an intimate part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this episode also shows, because they their their minds were erased, but they still had their innate abilities. Yeah. Um, so it kind of shows that Picard just has that innate leadership ability, and he didn't have as much of an ego. So when Worf was like, well, look, I am pretty too. I am decorated. So therefore, yeah. I must be in charge. Picard kind of knew that he should be in charge, but he backed off. Instantly. He was like, I don't know, maybe like, I'm number two. Right, yeah, like, I'll, I'm going to go with this. But he was, you know, just enough of that, like, like I've, I've got these ideas, I've got these leadership ideas, but I don't have to, like, take credit for everything. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that about him. Yeah. So I and like I, that little moment there. I, I, I liked when they realized who they were and then, like, Worf apologized. But, like, there was this second where Picard was like, of course you were so concerned with security. You're my security guy. Because, like, that was Worf's everything. It was, like, we need to be able to be prepared. We need right. to be safe. We need to be ready for battle in case somebody attacks us. And Picard's like, yeah, that was, like, hurting people. <laughs> we are bumping up, bumping up against our uh, commercial break time. Does anybody else have anything about Conundrum before we uh, move on? Nope. Then I say commercial break! Are you a young graduate? Do you want to travel the galaxy? It's super illegal. Teach classes over Zoom. Don't betray the state. Follow the very carefully curated course material and do not stray from the material whatsoever. Don't talk about it in public. Don't talk about it in public. Don't talk about it in public. Start your career today. Good news is you don't really have to change your haircut. Message of social enlightenment. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Water is life. 
uh, trans lives matter and trans people exist and uh, leave them alone uh, if that's what they want and you know don't presume that you know what their experience is if you don't know and then also be accepting of uh, what they tell you about their identity <gasps> and stop making legislation about us if you're not one of us yeah. first of all gender is a construct uh, wear your seatbelt mm-hmm. yep. get Thanks. therapy if you can afford it you should think like even if you think nothing's wrong just check in. It's like vitamins. It's yeah. an oil change yeah. for your soul. Mm-hmm. At least you'll have like a relationship established with somebody when something does happen. And then you're like, hey, I have someone I can turn to instead of having to like figure it all out myself. Get a library card. Use your blinker. Use your blinker. Yes. <laughs> Correctly. Yeah. 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 Don't hey. leave it on. Like, I swear to God, if you're one of those people. No, I'm just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoy (laughs) If you enjoy whatever this is, (laughs) you might enjoy the other fine podcasts at PartyApocalypse.com, including uh, currently running shows, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, with friends of the show, Donna, Kenzie, and myself, and our new show that will be premiering any day now, if it hasn't already, while you're listening to this, and that show is... Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast, with your host, Z, Laura... And Eris. And not me. (laughs) Uh, They'll run once we have our schedules kind of synced up on uh, Fridays that we are... uh, No, no. Monday. Cabin runs on Fridays that we're off. This is... uh, Disorganized. Disorganized will run on Mondays. Ooh. Books, blogs, uh, movie reviews, and nothing else on the website at the moment. Z, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I got a TikTok. You can follow me at underscore it's just Z underscore. Excellent. Eris? Nothing. Love of my life. Alrighty, with that, we'll go back to our episode. Moving on from our list, we have Ethics, Mm -hmm. uh, where Worf asks Riker to help him kill himself after he becomes a paraplegic. Worf, honey. I have so many thoughts about that. (laughs) My first note was, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I cried for this one i didn't I, I didn't start crying until Worf was tearing up mm. and then i was like Worf, you big you big oh god yeah it made me it was very sad also that blonde bitch she's giving strong nazi doctor vibes uh, also <laughs> right? this would have been a hell of a time for blasky to come back right. oh well that's why I was, I was like this bitch has got to be related yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> uh, finally the the smackdown fight between dr yeah. crusher and dr pulaski that i have yes. been waiting and <laughs> right. yearning for I, that makes me love Dr. Crusher even more because mm-hmm. she was just like, I don't like the way you practice medicine. You are dangerous. Yeah. Get out of my medical bay. Like, like she yeah. is I'm like, thrilled we got lucky, but we're not yeah. going to keep pressing her. You're going to yeah. get out because yeah. you, you're not welcome on this ship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, it was that was yeah. awesome of her. How does how does she fit all of her hair under that surgery cap? Good question. Because that's a lot of hair yeah. to jam under that thing. Well, here's what she probably did. She probably took her wig off and then put that on. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both in a production and in-universe world, yes, that's probably, it's definitely yet that for in-production. It might well be that for uh, in-universe as well. Yeah, I didn't actually cry in this episode until Worf died. Spoiler alert, he gets better. But... <laughs> He's only mostly yeah. dead. Yeah. But yes, it was that moment because... Crusher comes out of the room to Troy and Alexander, and Troy is immediately like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, like, I, I teared up when, when Worf started to tear up, but then when that happened, I was like, keep it together! Keep it together! <laughs> 
Uh, and his physical therapy is done by next week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Never mentioned again. Never. Magic physical therapy. Yeah. Magic of technology. Yeah. Anything else about ethics? It was hard to watch, but yeah. it was interesting to see, like, because in episode 10, New Ground, we kind of see, like, Worf is really not a good great dad. No. Um, but in this one, you get to kind of see them, like, Alexander's going to have so much fucking trauma. Like, that's just yes. established already. It doesn't matter what Worf does from now on. He's already got a fuck ton of trauma. But you can kind of see the way that Worf and Alexander come together and start to break, like, those generational curses a little bit. And I I think Worf is just congenitally not a good dad. Like, he can try as hard as he can. He's just not up to that task. I think if you had asked him before Alexander showed up, he would have said, no, I don't intend to have kids because I just don't. I, like, I've got issues with my parents and and that that thing. I probably shouldn't have a kid. But then when he has one and he's got to step up to the plate, he falls short most of the time. Yeah. The Outcast. Now, when we started this podcast, <laughs> there was a handful of episodes where I was like, okay, Buck loves he's going to have some things to say. Like the third season original series episode that we ended up skipping anyway, where Kirk gets bonked on the head and thinks he's an Indian chief for an hour. <laughs> that one was one of them. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Spock, this is the guy you chose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This one was another one because mm-hmm. uh, I, now. Eris uh, had some time crunches, uh, didn't get this. The planet in, uh, encounters a, a planet filled with androgynous people okay. where androgyny is the law. To pick a gender identity is against the norm for them. Why are you placing that? And then there's a form of conversion therapy if somebody does identify with a gender. Then Ew, they, right. And so naturally, Riker finds the one female female identifying person on the whole planet because of course he does and and <laughs> fuck says yeah. fuck the prime directive i have some feelings this week yeah. <laughs> my penis has thoughts yeah. excuse me my <clears throat> penis never passed our fleet yeah. <laughs> what you got for us your thoughts i didn't have as many notes written down yeah as i expected by the end of it like i kind of looked back and i was like oh is that all i wrote um but Soren's story about her classmate really made me tear up. Right. Because yeah. relatable. Because, like, I've been that that person. Right. Um, and then, I love that Jordy had a beard. That's unrelated. But um, <laughs> And then he doesn't. And then, and then he doesn't. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Yeah. Um, like you, in my head canon, Data said something completely innocent about the beard, and that, like, totally wiped the ambition out of yeah. Jordy. <laughs> yeah. Something, something like, what are you trying to hide, Jordy? Yeah. <laughs> Jordy was like, fuck. I found Riker. Crying while he shaves it off. Yeah. It feels like Commander Riker's trying to tell us something with that beard. What are you trying to tell us, Jordy? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think there's no way that whoever wrote this episode was unaware of the queer community. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that Um, that was on their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Soren's speech at the Janai's court was really hard to listen to. I would imagine so. Um, because I've given that speech before. Right. Right before I went to, like, my own version of psychotechnic therapy. Yeah. So this episode was just, like, it hit really close to home. And Soren, I really sympathize, empathized with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was relatively livid in the end when she is like, no, I'm good. This is what I want. And Riker's like, okay, bet. See you later. I was, was I was really upset with that. No, because it's it's short shrift for yeah. the the story. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, overall, we mentioned this, I think, off mic, but, like, they handled things a little bit better than other shows of that era would have, mm -hmm. if you're grading on a curve here. For sure. In fact, I noticed Soren and Riker have this conversation where he's, like, having a hard time with pronouns. Like, they just forgot how in the 21st century we just use they as a Mm -hmm. singular pronoun. And he's like, sorry, I'm going to mess up. I was like, Riker, shut the fuck (laughs) up. First of all. But then I think it's Crusher comes in and has a conversation with Soren, a conversation in which zero pronouns were exchanged. And I'm like, it's possible. Look at that. Look how mm-hmm. you addressed this person as a mm-hmm. human being and you did not misgender them one time. Yeah. Like, like that actually, like, to me says that somebody on that writing staff was being a little thoughtful mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that. It, it wasn't just everybody on the ship is just misgendering people left and right. Mm-hmm. There were times when they were not. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It's possible, people. It's possible. Yeah. I I think Riker's behavior in the episode top to bottom is highly questionable for a character I otherwise admire. Mm -hmm. That he inserts himself into the situation so stridently is a bad shade for him. Mm -hmm. I want to say his heart's in the right place, but it's not his heart. It's his His dick. dick. (laughs) Uh, To Jonathan Frakes' credit, he always said that he, he would have... He, he had no problem with the performer who who played Soren, but would have preferred to have the the role be played by a male identifying actor, mm-hmm. so that they could have delved more into that gender as a construct yeah. sort of issue. Yeah, uh, he thought that was a missed opportunity, but yeah. then admits in the early nineties that might have been too much for right, him. especially because they kiss. Right, right, yeah. too much for them. But he was he was down. He was yeah. down the clown. Yeah. You know, he knows. I, I think I like Jonathan Frank's Frakes. Yeah, Frakes. Um, I he seems like a good dude. Am not a big fan of Riker. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Riker is good except for the times when he's really not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's a. Oddly enough, it's a binary state for him. He's either good Riker or bad Riker. <laughs> yeah, when he when he's good, I'm always pleasantly surprised. But yeah. when he's not good, I'm not surprised. Right. So, Worf got a little out of bounds in this one when they're in the mm-hmm. poker game and he's like I don't trust them and mm-hmm. I'm like mm, Worf come on yeah. <laughs> I like Worf but Worf does have some of those and I think I think what's kind of interesting about the way that they treat Worf's beliefs is that it's really um kind of reflects the negative side of like the Klingon culture mm-hmm. which is interesting because he didn't really grow up with it as much as other people mm-hmm. did so he's getting like a a side version of right. this culture that yeah. doesn't have like yeah. the best intentions all the time. He, so. he also has a, a, a insecurity about how Klingon mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. So he reaches for a more conservative version of Klingonness mm-hmm. to compensate for that. Yeah. Yeah. This was finally the episode where I wrote, so that's why Riker marries his therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's a, uh, he needed that. Yeah. He's he a good I, man, but he, he also a bad man. What I disliked so much about this episode mm-hmm. was that through so much of it, Riker was like, hetero, cis guy, gonna mm-hmm. fix everything mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. I'm mm-hmm. coming to the rescue. And what then the man. moment when Soren really needed his help, the moment when, like, she, like, because up until that point, she was like, I got this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm struggling, but there are, there are many of us. We were together. And then... She needs help, and he's like, oh, man, that's a bummer, ain't it? Let's go, Picard. <laughs> and I was just like, like, you can't have it both ways. Right. And, like... You get involved, you're involved. Yeah. 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 
And I don't know. That I just, happens I've, a lot with straight allies, though. Yeah. That they want to get involved with the fun stuff. And as soon as it starts getting hard and dirty, they're like, I'm going to back out because this isn't my fight. And be like, yeah. son of a bitch. I also really didn't like Listen, We're just going to go into therapy <laughs> for my gender identity right now. I also... See, I, I think we knew that it was coming. <laughs> I, I also really didn't like that Riker was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess up on your pronouns. It's just what's going to happen. Right. And I was like, no, you can suck that the fuck up and change your wordage just a little bit yeah, and yeah. stop expecting Soren to forgive you for right. a mistake that you know, a mistake that you know you're going to make. Yeah. Like if you know you're going to make it, fix it. It's yeah. not yeah. that hard. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it just super yeah. irritated the shit out of me. Yeah. But it's it's I, bad. Yeah. Dirty pool. Yeah. 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 So I had thoughts. I had thoughts. I, it was one of those things where I, I really, I wanted while I was watching it, I was like, I can't wait to see how this ends. I can't wait to see how Soren comes out the other side. The doesn't fall through. And Soren doesn't come out the other side. And I was left with like a really bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah. It was disappointing, yeah. I think. I Agreed. think despite the fact that I did like this episode, it was disappointing. But I can look at it like what Laura was saying, mm-hmm. like... This was the 90s. Right. Yes. So, like, as far as, like, too. yeah, like, I remember watching NCIS back in, like, 2005, 2006, and they have, like, some very transphobic things, and it's, like, the punchline of a joke, and that was, you know, almost 10 years later or so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. This is around the same time that you think of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the wild, most wild left turn this movie is suddenly transphobic. completely dependent on transphobia just to get to the end credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is weird to say about just a silly little comedy, but like right. it, yeah. it about pets. hard yeah. left turn yeah. into mm-hmm. it. Grading on a curve. It, it's wrestling with those issues. It doesn't accomplish everything you hope it does, mm-hmm. but uh, it tried and Riker, yeah. it, it, the episode tried harder than Riker did. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Moving on from that, cause and effect. I think we've kind of talked mm. cause and effect out. Do we have anything else we really want to add about it? I have, I have two little things. Yeah. So I do love how this crew gets so invested in poker when there are absolutely zero stakes because they don't use money. I yeah. just, they are way into who wins that game. Yeah, It is um, all about cred. And I was like, this, this means nothing, guys. Yeah. Nothing. Um, but also the implication is, is that the crew of the Bozeman is just a bunch of dummies who don't experience deja vu. Because they hadn't figured out yet they, that they, they were the problem. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, were our people figured out in like four or five cycles? Like, who, who yeah, are you people? We've been, every week. we've been here for 80 years. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> this isn't the first time in Star Trek, though, that they've encountered somebody that they've, from the past, that mm-hmm. like is now living in the future. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, now you have to adjust. That sucks for you people. We're and never, never going to talk we, about it again. Right. We never see these guys <laughs> yeah. in canon again. Like, they're books and stuff. First duty. Yeah. They used the same transitional scene two times in this episode. Yes, they did. Yeah. The, it's the Wes walking with a book in his hand. Yeah. Of, uh, of the Academy. <laughs> they go back to that shot anytime they're doing Starfleet headquarters. I noticed. For te- no, I'm talking about for like 10 years in other episodes. Oh, Are you serious? God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. I noticed it in another episode that we. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, there was another episode where they were there, uh, and I was like... I think it's the season finale, because they're back at Earth. Yeah. Wes. When we get nice to Voyager, to uh, we're going to have some things to say about this episode in, in retrospect. Mm. I thought it was interesting that... I didn't write his name down. The squad leader. Nova squad leader. Lucarno. Yeah. Lucarno. Um, I thought it was interesting that in the end, he did do what he told Wes to do. 
Mm-hmm. Like, he took, you know what I mean? Like There was a moral code to, he even did sort of the right thing at the end. Mm-hmm. I was uh, surprised, but I was like, you know what, good for him. Right. Like, that sucks for Wes, but like, good for him. Sucks for Wes, sucks for that guy, because he's yeah. like not going to be in Starfleet at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see, obviously, Wesley will see again. We won't see Nicholas Locarno again, except... We kind of do. Us, yeah, like, we'll get to that in Voyager. It's yeah. one of Voyager's la- laziest things. We don't, but we do. Okay. Sito mm-hmm. Jaxa, the, the, mm-hmm. the blonde Bajoran, we do see her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she actually joins the Enterprise crew later on. Nice. Uh, after working through some stuff. It, it's a very off-brand episode. They're not going into space. They're actually coming home to deal with something, and it's not a sci-fi plot. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it could have happened on another show, but... It definitely takes Wesley into his late, his final stage of maybe Starfleet isn't what I should be doing. It, it begins to introduce doubt as mm. far as that's concerned. We're spoiling all of this for Eris because okay. she didn't watch these episodes. That's okay. I'm going to yeah. watch them, like, yeah. maybe not as soon as I get home because I got mm. D&D later. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that, cost of living, the one I didn't want to put on the list but got talked out of by somebody who's on I like this episode. I <laughs> yeah. like watching Loxana Troy bond with Alexander Mm -hmm. in a way that I think they both needed. And not in a creepy, like, child adult way, just in a, like... Grandmother, grandson, because that's almost what they were. Yes, very much so, because Alexander needed a parent who knew how to have, like, fun Mm -hmm. with him, because Worf is just not the fun guy. Waxana needed somebody who could just hang out with her and be silly and like Mm -hmm. remind her that she still has value and like she still matters to people and give her a little bit of purpose yes so yes no like there's great character moments in here and that's why i was like no we gotta include this one yeah this episode i really i really like i in general tend to like the episodes that focus on this the almost said staff the crew better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one felt like the the main, the, the subplot of the characters was the main plot. Mm-hmm. And then the action plot was like the, the yeah. B plot. Yeah. And I liked that. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I Borg. The oh. episode, they go find a stray Borg and adopt him and make him their pet for a little while. Uh, Picard so has some trauma to work through. Yeah, he does. So does Guinan. Oh, yeah. yeah this she episode does. is when Guinan cracks a little bit. Guinan's yeah. like, yeah. fuck off, Borg. I, yeah. don't, I don't deal with no Borg. Borg are not welcome in my bar. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, I particularly liked the, the lines when Jordy's talking about friends mm-hmm. and Hugh goes, like, Jordy and Hugh? And I was like, <laughs> yes, like Jordy and Hugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when, when he's talking to Picard and Picard's like, you're third of five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, I am Hugh. That's a good Don't one. dead name me, Jean Luc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not Locutus. I'm not third of five. We can work through this shit. <laughs> you just gotta start doing the work. You got your therapist right there on the bridge, you <laughs> Jamook. Diana's like, hello. hello, hello. Just like, just in the background, like waving furiously. <laughs> There's a rad '90s hologram on Borg's on Hughes eyepiece mm-hmm. that I always think about. Like, it, it needed to yeah, be on a trading cool. card or something. <laughs> yeah. This is this is going to come back to haunt them. Yes. Uh, they didn't do the damage they thought they did, but they did do some damage. And uh, some Borg that are starting to think for themselves are going to be an interesting thing to deal with in the Across future. Across a couple of shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple of episodes, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, spoiler alert, Lore may find some of these Borg and start to get up to some bullshit. <laughs> I was just thinking about... You did say Laura, not Laura, right? I really yeah. thought A-B. you said Laura. And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe Laura has an interdimensional time machine. I guess, yeah. I just know that, um, is it Jerry Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an actress coming up and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I really liked her in Leverage, so I'm looking forward to her appearing in Star Trek as... Mm-hmm. That's where she born? became famous. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next She's phase. In leverage. <laughs> then... Is she gay in leverage? Uh she very well could be. Because she, she has gay on Star a Trek. strong lesbo vibe. Yeah. 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 She's she a begrudg- very big lesbian icon. She she begrudgingly lets Sophie have Nate. I don't know who any of those people. It's on leverage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's like like her character is just sort of like. You and me could be so good together. But I understand why you want to hang out with him, I guess. <laughs> she, she became famous being a sexual fantasy for teenage boys, but then became a lesbian icon. Yay! Yeah. So she good. was also a sex icon for teenage girls today. Yeah. I think that, that that was the unforeseen circumstance from 90s television is that, hey guys, look at this. And the guys are like, yeah, that's great. And the girls are like... Listen, the first time I saw Pamela Anderson, oh man, I went to church the next day. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you may have similar reactions to Jerry Ryan when it, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, tool, tool Time was my show. <laughs> I forgot she was on that. Uh, the next phase where... Uh, Jordy and uh, Rolaren become ghosts. Yeah, this wouldn't have happened if O'Brien was working the controls. I just want to say, I don't know who this. I don't want to know who this old blonde bitch was. Yeah, but she wasn't O'Brien. I don't want to be ageist or anything, but she needed to retire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like she, like I don't know if she trained O'Brien or whatever, but like that. Well, yeah, no, that was my first note. They really needed to make the transporter chief anybody else other than uh, O'Brien. Yeah, there's a moment in this episode, and I can't even remember the context of this. Okay, so Worf always gets told no. Like, mm-hmm. anytime he has a suggestion, they're like, no, let's, we're not going to do that. There's a super cut um, of people telling Worf no. <laughs> no, no, there's, no, no, no. There's a moment in here where Riker accepts whatever Worf proposes, and Worf visibly, like, turns to him like he was about to say thank you to <laughs> him, like, you heard my suggestion and no. you liked it? Like, it was just this great, like, and I was like, oh. He's... Warrior's Journal. It finally happened. <laughs> Someone said Worf, yes. <laughs> also, ghost rules are really weird because they can walk on the Across ship. The board. But yes. they can also get thrown out the wall. Yeah. So, you know. Walls, no. Floors, yes. Yeah. Floors, yes. And, like, chairs, yes. But not... Yeah. And it's not like it's consoles. on a planet where the ground maybe has a different quality than no, the artificially created no, wall. No, the ship. It's, it's all walls, really. Yeah. It's, it's like, walls really, on your feet, should. walls there's, above your head. There's uh, horizontal walls and vertical walls. Having <laughs> not seen the episode, I'm going to go ahead and say it's all entirely mental. We are so used to walking on floors that it takes a second for us to realize, it's what like, am I standing on? I'm actually a Kapoor? It's the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but except they come up with some weird techno babble e- e- explanation for why they are ghost-like. Right, and but again, yeah, floors. but it does not account for floors. <laughs> right, yeah, 
inner light. Or elevators. Oh. Like, they can't yeah. just, like, climb. Sorry. Right? No, they, right. Yeah, they just can't, like, climb up the wall and, like, go through that. Like, they have to use the elevators. Right, right. Yes. Terry, yes. But they have, yes. they have to wait for the... For so other people to use the doors. Yeah, they can't just step into the elevator through the wall? I think they could. I think they're waiting to... Because then they'd just be stepping into the open shaft. And so, yeah, there's and one you, thing and they, and they can't down. do is an open ship. <laughs> no. do, you, do you think that they have to actively think about the fact that the ship is traveling? Because otherwise the ship would just move yeah, like, right it, past them and they're just like floating in the Their inertial, like, uh, yeah, their yeah. inertia would stay the same as a ship traveling faster than the speed of light. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. If they have no corporeality, <laughs> then there's no inertia. A lot, a lot of weird physics to unpack in that. Yes. Also, ghost physics. <laughs> Data plans a funeral for Jordy, which is sweet. Yeah, He's like, he was my best friend, and I think we should plan a funeral. And Picard's like, yeah, fine, do that. Uh, yeah. I have to go into the ready room now. Yeah. But he definitely throws Riker's funeral for Jordy and yeah. like yeah. It's all Dixieland jazz, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, Jordy jo- liked it. He did. Ro didn't, and I think that Data could have found something that was a little bit more both of them and a little less Riker. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, if Riker had disappeared, definitely disappeared. Like, 100% understood the assignment, turned it in perfect. Yeah. The only way it could have been more Riker is if they were all naked. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, do some research on Bajoran culture, maybe, a little bit. (laughs) Well, he mentions that he wanted to, but Mm -hmm. he also knew that she wasn't, like, super religiously observant. Yeah, and she even, at one point, he's like, I've been looking into Bajoran, whatever, whatever. And she's like, oh, God, no, not the death chant. Yeah, And then then he's like, but the death chant's two hours long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, she, big mood. <laughs> she's definitely, because she, in fact, when we talk about her earring, she actually wears it on the wrong ear. Does she really? Yeah. The, the adherence to the Bajoran faith mm. will wear it on the other ear. So she's actually doing that as kind of a fuck you to her own people. They're like, no, That's you don't tell funny. me where to wear it. I'll wear the earring, but I'm going to yeah. wear it where I wear it. That's yeah. funny. That's yeah. cool. I like that. The inner light. One of the great ones. Yes. Poor Picard. He has what? lived like a million different lives. Yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> It's super sad, and that sticks with him forever. Like, so much so yeah. that they make a whole show around him now, and the theme is played on that flute. And he meets a girl in a couple seasons where they bond over music, and he's playing the flute, and she's like, where'd you learn to play the flute? And I'm like, it's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I lived a whole life in about 20 minutes on a planet that was dying. I watched my children die. I watched my grandchildren die. And anyway, this is all I have left. <laughs> yeah 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 now this this is a kind of a a, a gut-wrenching episode and it's it's one of those great ones where we deal yeah. with picard's trauma but in in a way that confronts because he is he is a hero he mm-hmm. is a thoughtful man he is a man of action and decision and contemplation but he is fueled almost exclusively by regret Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been joking about how he just won't admit how he feels to Beverly. He's got some trauma, not just with the Borg, not just with this, but with his own, with his mother. Like mm, yeah. his mother put him through some shit. Mm. And, yeah, relatable, right? <laughs> but like innocently, your mother's a little malevolent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean-Luc Picard's mother just couldn't get ahead of the curve and damage some people in the process. Yeah, uh, and that speaks to me somehow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my therapy moment. <laughs> Yeah. It's your turn. I've had plenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. That's where I think Picard speaks to me is that, mm. uh, you know, that that trauma is there, that regret is there, but it, don't let it 
dominate you. I like the idea of this whole planet of people and... I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a lonely, sad idea that I just like that, that like, they didn't have any means to get people off the planet before their star went Nova. Mm. They couldn't save themselves at all. And they knew it, but they could try to save their culture and get a piece of themselves sent out into the universe so that other people would know at least a tiny bit, like, yes, we existed. Mm. They, They couldn't crack interstellar travel, but they did crack a somatic beam that <laughs> yeah. let somebody live 60 years inside of an hour. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, hey, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. maybe put that into propulsion and we would have been okay. Now, yeah. my question is, is I, I think that Probe was inert after he experienced this, yeah. but, like, wouldn't it have been, like, kind of hilarious if it just keeps going in the universe and everyone it encounters? So it's like, and it replicates a new flute every time somebody <laughs> activates the program. Yeah. Oh, you got our program. Here's your flute now! And it's just, like, it's like, it's like <laughs> when you open the up universe. The, the, the treasure chests in, like, uh, Zelda, and he's like, da 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 Here's your complimentary flute. <laughs> it's dangerous to go with this much trauma. Here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this excellent is my episode. Emotional support flute. <laughs> yeah, generally considered one of the best. Also, and fun fact: the adult male child of Picard in this vision Batai. is Sir Patrick Stewart's own son. Oh, Daniel nice! Stewart. I like that they made him balding later too. Right? Yeah, but you can see it in his face. Like, oh, I dev- yeah. Like, yeah. there's a there's yeah. a quality and angularness to that face mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense. Which brings us to Time Zero Part One. Definitely my, their weirdest cliffhanger. My only note is: is that supposed to be Mark Twain? It is, <laughs> and it's going to be much more Mark Twain in Part Two. And, he, and it becomes just a crazy mix-em-up adventure in part two. He's an interesting character. He's a nosy little motherfucker. <laughs> but I think I like him. I think I like him. Yeah. He, uh, for his time, is not particularly weighed down by any degree of racism that you would <laughs> think from late 19th century. He's like, Madam yeah. and I respect you, but I'm yeah. going to do what I'm going to do. Shame on you, Mr. Clemens. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a little okay. time travel to the 19th century. Uh Somebody might lose their head. Uh, uh, you don't get that reference. No, I don't. <laughs> and I do! It finally happened! I just assume it's Data, because Data's head is apparently removable. Yeah, no, you did get that reference. <laughs> I like that there's that moment in the beginning where the, the archaeologist guy is showing uh, Data and Picard around the tunnels. Look at these neat little artifacts we found. And then, like, somebody finally had to ask the question, why the fuck did you call us? We are the flagship of the Federation. And he's like, I just lived 60 years. Here's my flute. You want to look at an artifact? (laughs) This is a flute. This is all that's left of a star system and my wife that I never actually met. Why are we in this cave? Oh, here's Data's head. Oh, damn. Oh, that's why. You could have started with yeah. that, sir. Open. Wait don't a show me, right, don't show me this pair of glasses hanging out over here. What's up with Data's head in a cave? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have more to say about Time's Arrow Part 1, or Time's Arrow Part 2 and Time's Arrow altogether. Yes. Next part, time. Part, time's Arrow Part 2 is, is the episode that I feel like we you and I most. quote frequently yes. there's one thing that like and i was like oh and it's killing me that we're not gonna be able to say it until the next time but yep. we will we will but that's <laughs> we're gonna not... talk about talking in memes that's yeah one of ours 
that's not what we're going to do next time. Oh. We are going to switch up. That's right. A little bit. We, Laura and I had a discussion, and uh, we are approaching the time when there are more shows. And mm-hmm. we are uh, there is not a lot in TNG Season 6 that sets up Deep Space Nine Season 1, but there is stuff in Deep Space Nine Season 1 that you won't get that's in TNG Season 6. So I we're going to watch Deep Space Nine Season 1. Oh, Ooh. cool. We're going to switch it up. We're, uh, we're yeah, that's our next one. We are we're gonna enter the most confusing leg of our journey through the '90s <laughs> track because we're gonna be now flipping back and forth every two episodes with a different show. Not, okay. Yeah, like so we'll watch all of season one of Deep Space Nine, and then we'll go back to season six of Star exactly Trek. right, okay. and then back to Deep Space Nine or season two generation. and TNG season seven, and then Voyager season one comes in. Okay. I've got it all mapped out. Okay. All right. We got a bet. Trust him for the ride. Yeah. We're flying through this. Yeah. And some uh, movies in there, too. Some movies yeah. will be sp- sprinkled Yay. in there as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to enter the most confusing leg of our journey and uh, take <laughs> on my personal favorite show in the series, Deep Space Nine. We'll meet a captain slash commander who does not like Jean-Luc Picard. Not one bit. Nope. Uh, we'll get to know the Cardassians and the Bajorans a great deal more. Uh, Deep Space Nine takes place really in orbit around Bajor. O'Brien will become the character we all know he could be. Mm -hmm. uh, And joins one part of a Chaos Twin. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Uh, uh, And it's all punctuated with the true big bad of this series, Space Karen, who is also Space Pope. Pulaski? No. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a twist! (laughs) You have not seen true Space Karen. Oh, God. Until you've seen... What is coming? Dr. Karen is nothing in yeah, it, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, that'll be okay. next time. Okay, bye-bye! Bye!